Good morning. It's February 29th and this is your daily brief in EU news. Here's everything you need to know. In a poignant struggle for dignity and remembrance, Yulia Navalnaya, the widow of prominent opposition leader Alexei Navalny, is battling against the tide to arrange a funeral in Moscow. Scheduled for March 1st, the ceremony faces substantial hurdles, not least of which is a direct scheduling conflict with an address by President Vladimir Putin, alongside resistance from authorities and challenges in securing a venue. Navalnaya's efforts extend beyond the personal to the political, as she has reached out to European politicians and authorities, urging them to investigate financial activities in the West linked to Putin and his allies. She accuses the Russian leader of heading a criminal and organised gang, highlighting the intertwined nature of personal grief and political struggle. The anticipation of the funeral is marred by security concerns, with fears of police disruptions and a heightened security presence looming large. This situation underscores the tense atmosphere surrounding opposition activities in Russia. In a broader context, the President of the European Commission has proposed utilising frozen Russian assets to bolster the Ukrainian military, signalling a strategic approach to sanctions. Meanwhile, Ukrainian President Zelensky is actively seeking international support for his peace plan amidst a complex geopolitical landscape. Adding another layer to the international dialogue, the Russian foreign minister is slated to attend a diplomatic forum in Turkey, indicating ongoing discussions despite prevailing tensions. Furthermore, the Nobel Peace Prize Committee has voiced its condemnation of the 2.5-year prison sentence handed to human rights activist Oleg Orlov, who criticised Russia's invasion of Ukraine, spotlighting the continuing crackdown on dissent within the country. In a moment that underscores the complexities of international politics and the delicate balance of alliances, French President Emmanuel Macron finds himself at odds with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz over the controversial proposal of deploying Western troops to Ukraine. This disagreement not only highlights the tension between two of Europe's leading powers, but also signals potential fractures within the broader European and NATO alliances during a time of heightened geopolitical sensitivity. The core of the dispute lies in Macron's consideration of a military proposal that has been outright rejected by Scholz, who stands firmly against the deployment of Western forces to Ukraine. This stark divergence in views has escalated tensions between France and Germany, casting a shadow over European unity. The discord doesn't stop at the question of troop deployment. It extends into other critical areas, such as the potential delivery of Taurus missiles to Ukraine and the contentious idea of utilising frozen Russian assets within the EU to bolster Ukraine's defence capabilities. These disagreements reveal not just a tactical divide, but also a strategic rift within the alliance. Amidst this backdrop of disagreement, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky remains a staunch advocate for the deployment proposal. Zelensky plans to further discuss this matter with Macron in an upcoming meeting slated for mid-March, in hopes of garnering support for Ukraine's defence strategy against aggression.
this unfolding situation not only tests the resilience of European alliances, but also poses significant questions about the future of NATO's collective defence posture and the broader strategy towards Russia and the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. In a decisive move, the French Senate has voted overwhelmingly to amend the Constitution, embedding the freedom to have an abortion within France's foundational legal document. This decision marks a significant moment in the nation's ongoing commitment to women's rights and reproductive freedom. Initiated by President Emmanuel Macron, this constitutional amendment comes as a proactive measure in light of growing concerns over potential restrictions on abortion rights globally, particularly in the United States. Macron's action underscores a broader intent to fortify women's reproductive freedoms against future legal or political challenges. To become law, the amendment now requires the support of three-fifths of the French Parliament in a joint session. While abortion up to 14 weeks is already legal in France, this legislative change aims to provide an additional layer of protection, making the right to abortion more difficult to overturn by future governments. The choice of wording, freedom to, rather than right to, suggests a nuanced approach to constitutional protection, reflecting the complexity of embedding social issues within a legal framework. This development occurs amidst a backdrop of tightening restrictions on reproductive rights worldwide. It represents a preemptive stance against potential rollbacks in France, echoing a global conversation on women's autonomy over their bodies. The next step for this amendment is a majority vote in the French Congress, where it is expected to pass, reflecting a legislative consensus on the importance of safeguarding abortion rights. This move not only honours the legacy of Simone Veil, who was instrumental in legalising abortion in France in 1975, but also signals a historic and feminist victory. With over 234,000 abortions performed in France last year, this constitutional amendment is a clear statement of France's commitment to ensuring these rights remain protected for future generations, celebrating a win for women's rights not just in France, but around the world. In the skies above Europe, labour disputes have grounded hopes for smooth travel, as Lufthansa's ground staff and SM Brussels Airlines face significant strikes. The heart of the issue? Wage disputes and working conditions that have left the airline industry in a turbulent state. The Christian and Verdi unions are at the forefront of these strikes, demanding better compensation and rest periods for cabin crew. The strikes have seen high participation rates, with 90% of employees and trainees from Lufthansa Technik, Lufthansa Aviation Training and Lufthansa Technical Training joining the fray. Despite the airline's efforts to make substantial offers, negotiations have yet to find common ground, leaving both sides at a standstill. These labour disputes are not just about the immediate inconveniences. They carry significant reputation and financial risks for the airlines involved, with potential ramifications for the upcoming tourist season, 
Yet, in a silver lining, Lufthansa's passenger flights continue to operate and the airline is calling for quick resumption of negotiations, proposing March 4th as a date to continue discussions. On the other hand, SN Brussels Airlines has taken a preemptive approach by cancelling some flights, aiming to provide clarity to passengers amidst constructive dialogue with unions. This situation highlights a critical balancing act in the airline industry, safeguarding worker rights while navigating the path to recovery and competitiveness post-pandemic. As the industry seeks to rebound, the outcome of these disputes could set important precedents for labour relations and operational stability in the skies. Europe is facing an unprecedented challenge, with over 1.1 million asylum seekers arriving in 2023, marking a record high. The surge, primarily consisting of individuals from Syria and Afghanistan, has placed immense pressure on the European Union's asylum capacities, especially with the added influx of Ukrainian refugees following the Russian invasion. Germany has emerged as the primary destination for asylum seekers, with France, Spain and Italy also receiving significant numbers of applications. This situation has reignited debates across the continent on how to balance the humanitarian need to provide refuge against concerns over capacity and security. The EU Asylum Agency has been at the forefront, emphasising the fundamental right to seek asylum when fleeing from conflict or persecution. However, it has also made it clear that economic motivations do not typically qualify for asylum approval. This distinction is crucial in understanding the current dynamics and challenges faced by the European asylum system. The record number of asylum applications is not just a logistical or administrative issue, it's shaping political debates too. With far-right sentiment on the rise in some areas, the handling of this influx could become a pivotal issue in upcoming elections. The situation underscores the complex interplay between humanitarian obligations and political realities in today's Europe. This has been your daily brief in EU news. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news forward slash podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with everything you need to know.